Jesse, we have to record. Welcome back to the Aggressively Okay podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Joseph Salamone, joined by um, my co-host and boss. Yeah, I, one would say you're the Jesse to my uh, to my Walt. Uh, <laughs> that is probably the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm literally like, we're done when I say we're done. Uh, uh, I think... No, honestly, we have like a Jimmy and uh, Walt dynamic where we really don't know who's more and to to blame at fault, mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we're yeah, we're here talking Better Call Saul. You got to say your name. Oh, my name's Adam. <laughs> uh, just in case you're new to the pod, you don't know who I am. Uh, but yeah, I'm Adam. Um. Uh, and well, we talked about the first half of season six on the pod already, and mm-hmm. uh, I because uh, this was back in uh, what was it May or June when part one ended, yeah. And, um, and we did a whole episode on that, and um, we were like, we'll be back, you know, after part two ends, so we can talk about it. And um, I don't think either of us were prepared for mm-hmm. how crazy it's going to actually be when Better Call Saul ends. Uh, because that means the end of the Breaking Bad mm-hmm. world as we know it. Um, the memes will just not completely stop, but less like no new content to produce new memes with, uh, which is it's not the most sacred thing going on here. But it is important that we're not going to get any new memes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but 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 also the we got to get we got to let the meme community catch up with this finale and these last couple episodes because uh, it's it's not like the memes have been the a lot of the memes are still Breaking Bad memes and then early Better Call Saul memes so eventually they'll make their way through the back half of Saul and then we'll be we'll find new meme formats and and we'll make new meme memories you know and then by that point we'll have the Bill Burr and Huel spinoff uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i dropped they do get name dropped but they don't show up they do they get what was the last episode i think no um, when he's on the phone with uh what's just her name marion yeah oh well, yeah that was like what two episodes ago yeah and by two episodes i mean from the finale so two before the finale is what i meant um uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right um yeah they they referenced a lot of people in that scene like what uh, them skylar uh <laughs> yeah um so I do specifically want to talk about the finale today, but before we go into the finale, I want to kind of clear the air for Joey to um, tell us about his experience with part two of mm-hmm. uh, season six, because um, I, I know we've both had a lot of wild uh, feelings. So um, overall, uh, what has your experience been like? How have you felt about the season prior to the finale? Uh, if you had a favorite episode from the season, feel free to tell us. Uh, what are your thoughts in general, buddy? Um, well, the back half of the last season of Better Call Saul, uh, I mean, it was excellent. Uh, it's one of the best seasons of television I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy. We say that every couple months. We're in, we're in a really good pocket of time for TV. Um, we got this on at the same time as Succession in Atlanta and Barry, but uh the, the Saul is it was like Saul for me at least like Saul like Barry is like exciting and Succession is like very like like che- like let's eat it up and chew on it but to for me at least Saul has always kind of stood a bit above those shows just because it's such a it's such a mature thing and it's so 
like every it's like of course it's it just is like to me saw is like the watermark for television right now it's like this is how you do it this is how you shoot something this is how you write it and this is how you develop the characters um and it's just clear that this team of collaborators has kind of just was just beyond just beyond in their prime making this uh making this season and making the whole show uh, but it's been emotional. It's been a, it's been a, it's been an anxious season. Uh, just because uh, I saw a tweet and it was like, Saul turned um, the kind of a, a downfall or like a, 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 a not a, not a flaw, but like you'd think that knowing that how the show is going to end kind of would be bad, and then they they mm-hmm. flip it on you and they turn it into an anxiety based thing, um, yeah. and you're like, oh, what the hell is going to happen? Um, and then also yeah. it's like. Two on the flip side of that, it's once you catch up, uh, you're free falling for the last like five or six episodes of the show. You have no clue where anything could be going, um, and it, it was a wild ride. Um, I had it was it was nerve wracking. It was very anxious week to week, um, and in particular, in between Waterworks and Saul Gone, the last two episodes of the show was the longest week of my life. And uh, I do think I don't know if I like, I I not, I don't know I I I need to rewatch the whole show. Uh, and the last season in particular, just to see how it flows again. Um, I think that my favorite episode, um, not including the finale, is probably Waterworks, the second to last one. Each episode gets better as it goes on, truthfully. Um, yeah. It's uh, like it kind of peaks with uh, that, that that run of um, after the mid-season that was great with uh, the point and shoot and fun and games. Uh, those two episodes are excellent. So yeah. uh, And then we, get, we, we come back down to earth with Nippy, uh, and then we get Breaking Bad, which was excellent. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's just been a great run of episodes. Um, it's, uh, just as good as, uh, Breaking Bad. Um, and, uh, and then the finale, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've had a pretty similar reaction to it. Um, I'm, I mean, it, it's really surreal to kind of have this all come to a close because, uh, I mean, when did you start watching Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Um, I watched it uh, like af- I watched it immediately after it it finished. I binged it when it was over. So like 2014. Yeah, 2014. I think 2015. Okay. Uh, but um, and then I rewatched it again right before El Camino. Right. And then after El Camino is when I started watching Saul. Well, dude, I like when this ended last night. The first thing I was like, I need to go watch better or Breaking Bad again. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a because I actually I like I had that. Because, uh, like, uh, seeing, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Marie talk about, like, Hank and stuff, I was like, dude, I want to fucking watch Breaking Bad right now. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Breaking Bad, I will, that's the thing about Breaking Bad is I have such a, I've seen Breaking Bad probably four or five times at this point. Um, it's yeah. so great. Uh, and it gets better every time you watch it. Uh, and yeah. I haven't gone back through. Because um, the thing about Breaking Bad is when you rewatch it, the sh- it's a different show. It's a, the whole show is a tragedy. There's not, is he going to get away with it? And each, all, every scene is kind of painted with that and that he's, that this is all going to, like, if he's ever, like, there's scenes where he's eating dinner with his family, where yeah. Walt's just sitting down with Jesse and Skylar, and it's a nice moment. And uh, it, that, that rewatching it, it's undercut with sadness because you know it's leading to Ozymandias. You know that it, this is going to blow up very right. quickly. So Which is I, like one of the most heartbreaking episodes of television I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be the greatest episode of television. But. It's up there. It, it's it's definitely up there. It, it's incredible. And of course, it's uh, directed by Lauren Saber, Ryan yeah. Johnson. That's he'll always be goaded for that. Uh, for real. And then he also directed the other greatest episode of television, Fly, which is amazing. Fly, um, yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, so, I mean, you've been watching since 2015. I, um, not to like one up you or anything, <laughs> but I've been watching Breaking Bad since 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up, I believe on the first two seasons when I was like 13 years old. <laughs> um, and I started watching in season three. Um, I have very distinct memories of being in North Carolina, uh, uh, the week that everything with Gus went down, like uh, face off, I distinctly remember being in uh, North Carolina and having to like go into like my aunt's like living room and watch it live, like as a 14 year old, like just on the living room floor. And like, I, I remember watching face off live and just the memory of that will always stick with me. Like the utter shock that I felt and like how every commercial break felt like it wouldn't fucking end. <laughs> um so you know i've really had these characters in my life for 12 years it's kind mm-hmm. of insane um and i you know i i didn't know that uh, uh that the ending of better call Saul would potentially mean the end of like these characters this universe um and everything but uh it didn't really hit me until like the last two weeks that like i don't know if i'm ready to like mm-hmm. not have a breaking bad thing in my life because really I think ever since I was 13 breaking bad has been a constant in my life like breaking bad better call Saul El Camino mm-hmm. like they've always had something going on while I've been like living you know yeah. like the last time that I was alive and I was not watching a breaking bad universe show was when I was like 12 years old like, that's insane to me that I now have yeah, to... Yeah, it's just been with you for so long. It really has, and it's something you don't realize until after it's over. It's you're like, oh, fuck, it's like, it's it really is, it's over. Like, it's completely over. Um, I wouldn't put it past them to do something else in the future, but, like... Yeah, I think I, there could, I think there could be a... I don't know, though, because it's like, I mean, not to jump ahead, but the, the finale is kind of, it is a great ending for the character, uh for the, both the, the two characters involved in the and in the last kind of moments of the of the show, yeah. uh, and, and the thing with El Camino was that it was Jesse had a good ending, but um, there could there was more there. Um, so and I, I think they could do a similar El Camino type beat with the with the I don't are we talking spoilers or no? Um, well we'll get to that in a few. okay. I mean well because uh, so I mean okay so like with all that being said getting because I'll, I'll get my thoughts of the other episodes and then we'll talk the finale specifically um well i mean you say the the wait between uh what waterworks and saul gone was like the yeah. longest week of your life but he talked about the the wait between plan and execution to point and shoot because yeah. like oh my god that the cliffhanger mm-hmm. that they left you on after plan execution is like the most insane thing uh that i've ever seen like i can't remember a better cliffhanger than hank shitting uh, yeah, just staring at. And by the way, you're lucky that you binge that show. Yeah, uh, I had to wait. I actually had to wait for that shit. Uh, yeah, bro. Well, that's like that's like us with the Succession finale right now. I remember. Um, yeah, no, that that does how it feel. Uh, although, but like it, like I I remember like watching Breaking Bad live and like the that scene like where you the episode where you come back and then it like it opens like Hank like crashing his car because he's like so fucking anxious. No, and I, <laughs> but I remember like when you're watching, that's exactly how you feel after like a year of waiting for it. 
because uh, you're just like like let's go fucking get him boys and then he fucking crashes his car um, <laughs> it's it's so it's so good um and obviously this wasn't as big of a wait with point and shoot it was like what barely a month it was like a, a month and a week or two right uh, but it felt like forever because the way uh, plan execution uh, ended was insane. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with your sentiments. Like point and shoot is just about one of the best hours of TV I've ever seen. Uh, the, you made a great point about how like the whole because I think that entire point that you made about like how p- the prequel thing really should hurt the show. Yeah. But there are many episodes where it feels like um, it's actually beneficial for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of that is um scene in point and shoot where like you know Lalo really probably can't get away with this and there's no way I mean I guess you could point to the like the graveyard scene or like the uh, the grave scene in Breaking Bad where he uh, uh where Saul talks about Ignacio and you know mm-hmm. stuff uh to say like well I guess like maybe he has a different turf you know like uh like uh Gus has Albuquerque or Lalo has something else. But like, I always knew like, no, there's no way Lalo makes it out of this really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's a great example is that like, you, but the, the best part of that is that you just don't know. Like you can have all your theories, but you know, Vince Gilligan's always going to be like 10 steps ahead of you. Yeah. And that episode is the best example of that because I have, I was so fucking tense in that scene, the showdown between Gus and Lalo and the thing is, you know Gus makes it out alive. You know yeah. he does. But you you still feel it because of the craft, the tension, the music, the acting. Like, everything is so precise in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, oh, my God, the ending with, like, them, like, the burial and, like, the, uh, the you know, the cut. I like everything with, like, the, um, what's his name? His shoe on the beach and, like, mm-hmm. I uh, mean. I think that's uh, the fun in games. That's the next episode. Oh, my, my bad. Yeah. But, like, still, like, it's... Right, you're right. Um, but still, like, everything with that, like, the, the burial of the two, and then, you know... That montage sequence of them cleaning up the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, really great. That, that was, also, too, that episode is, is excellent. That, the, the, that's where we kind of get to the end of the Saul, the main Saul story. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're kind of mainly in Gene territory, um, and it's, like... Too, it's that's the scene because the whole show really is kind of built on this anxiety of, I mean, it, there's you are like what's going to happen with the, with a Nacho and then what's going to happen with uh, with uh, Lalo, but I think the real anxiety from a lot of the fans was what's going to happen with Kim, yeah. Um, and there's all these crazy theories about what's going to happen with Kim. She's going to join the cartel. She's dead. She's going to turn evil. Um, and then uh, you get. Kind of, uh, I, I kind of, I think a brilliant decision to make is to kind of throw away any kind of flash or kind of pop and just make it a really kind of honest interaction. It's just she just had to end things with him. That she just kind of confronted the truth of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and this really excellent sequence. We don't even get to see that whole conversation play out because yeah. uh, we just we know how we know we're with we're we're Jimmy in that scene. We're like, no, what do we have to do? We can make this work. And uh, she just has to be the adult in the situation. Yeah, it's like that thing where, because like the great thing about Kim as a character, and this completely goes to uh, um, Rhea Seahorn's uh, performance, mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, every moment um, in the show that she takes action, there is a bit of guilt behind it, where 
Uh, even when she is sure that she wants to do it, she is also sure of her guilt. If that makes sense. Like she sh- she's sure that she wants to follow through. She's sure that she wants to like do this and be a part of Jimmy's life. She she commits to the con. She commits to the to going against Howard. She she's as sure of what she wants to do, but that doesn't mean she doesn't feel bad about it. That's the difference between her and Jimmy, is that Jimmy never really seemingly feels bad about what he does, at least until the end. Uh you can see like the pain behind his eyes and how he tries to mask that, but he never questions it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Kim is always someone that has, from the beginning, like I, I mean, from the beginning of the show, has had the most noble of intentions. And deep down, I guess Jimmy did too. Like Jimmy started that way, and they really are like kind of two sides of the same coin in that way. And that's what makes them such a great pairing. And that's what makes that scene that you're talking about so heartbreaking. Is like when she leaves, it's it, it feels inevitable, and that's why it hurts. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like there is really no other way for the relationship to end without her taking the initiative because she knows and you as an audience member know in that moment that he would never do that. He would never have the courage to do that because he thinks that they can just do this forever. But she knows that it's a spiral and one day they're going to get caught and killed and they're going to end up like Howard. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's, that's what I mean is the show. It's kind of like, and the whole show kind of operates as this kind of like, like mature, older brother to Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, it doesn't have those, and also kind of, I mean, I'll say what I'm saying to the finale, actually, because it, it makes more sense with the finale episode. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think, well, not to jump ahead, but like, I think honestly, before fully going to the finale, what Saul, what, what Jimmy does for Kim in the finale, without fully going into it, is one form of love and what Kim does by trying to save Jimmy by ending things with Jimmy and trying to staff him out of it. It's just two different forms of love met 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. And it, 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 this, what they've constructed here, like the way that the two paths like always connect, like uh, the, the the whole like uh, Nebraska stuff. Everything in Nebraska is great. Everything in the past is great. Uh, you're right. When they when they end everything in uh, uh, New Mexico, uh, it's when when they just focus off for like what the last two or three episodes, mm-hmm. it's all been like uh, Nebraska centered. Um, and the way they kind of like catch you up and it kind of feels like, well, the past isn't really over. And it, whether it be the past uh, in terms of what he did in the Breaking Bad timeline or um, stuff that he did uh, in Better Call Saul, but also how they're all connected. Um, the, this show does a really great job mm-hmm. at making you feel the weight of his consequences, which really is the 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 format and the the meaning behind all these shows like the all the characters all the breaking bad is, is entirely uh formatted on that and i saw a great tweet last night was uh that was like uh how have they ended the same story three times and it's been perfect every time mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. it's true like they they really have nailed the ending three times over uh well too it's like it's one of those things where I think because, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler that uh, I think everybody probably knows that Walt and Jesse show up yeah. in this uh, second half of the season. I, I will say, if you are listening to this and you have not watched the uh, latter half of season six, stop. 
Just yeah, well, I don't know what you're doing. Spoilers. Yeah. We're we're not censoring ourselves. This is this is a spoiler pod. We are we're talking openly so that you have been warned. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Joey. But like when they when they show up, each scene with those characters, and then uh, this is also uh, kind of indicative of in the last episode as well. But each scene with those characters, one is is it's great to it's just great to see them again. Uh, and then two, it, it also, it serves each, each time you see a character, uh, each time you see Walter Jesse, um, it's, it serves a clear narrative purpose. Uh, and then it also at the same time is, I think kind of, uh, I got emotional in both of those in all three of those scenes I teared up cause it was so nice to see those characters again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it but it was also, it was important to the plot that they were there. Uh, but then yeah. it also was, I mean, particularly that Jesse scene, uh, it was just, we just got to see these characters again. Because the Jesse scene, Jesse gives this monologue about how his buddy stole a, stole a baby Jesus and he thought he was going to go to hell. So it's like we get, we get, we're getting like important plot details, but then we're also getting to just kind of as a labor, as a kind of a show of love, the creators are just like, okay, we're going to give you one more shot of these characters. Uh, and then too, in, with Walt in the final episode, he's just being classic he's just being an asshole he's just a he's just a kind of an asshole who's about to yeah. kind of boil over at any second i also like the uh the jesse scene in waterworks too as like mm-hmm. a side uh, not the not the one in fun and games or uh, and not in breaking bad i mean um but um just the one between him and kim i, yeah, I thought that's, was good that's it. that one that's the one that made, me, that made me tear up the most out of the three it was a good one um i I, I don't know. I, I really liked the way they used it. I thought the, and I, not that I disliked in El Camino, but I thought the scene with, um I thought the show used the cameos better than El Camino did. Not to say El Camino, I like El Camino. I think El Camino is very good. Um, I think it's a very good movie with a great ending is what mm-hmm. I can say. Um, but I, I will say like some of the cameos in that movie feel like a little bit uh, uh, of a stretch sometimes. Uh, and I do not feel that way with Better Call Saul. I think every cameo that well, it doesn't even the thing is it doesn't even feel like a cameo because uh, it's literally just like that's the story it's telling these this is the character in the world that you're in. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, like while it is literally a cameo, I suppose like it doesn't feel like well we got to get Brian Cranston on we got to get a cameo like it, it feels like no Vince Gilligan wrote a scene for a thematic purpose and. Brian Cranston is the guy to pay, play that role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like a, like a Star Wars type beat where like fucking Grogu appears in Boba Fett episode six or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels very naturalistic in the way they approach it. Um, yeah. I mean, just to go through it, like I, before we get right to the finale, like the whole build up with everything for the last two episodes, uh, in Nebraska, um, we a, the excellent Carol Burnett uh, shows up in a great role um, this episode, uh, or in the, these few episodes, um, and it's really, um, uh, it's really just amazing. Uh, like I, everything with like Marion's character and like uh, her son is all like super heartbreaking, and uh, I, I really don't know if you could have nailed the finale as well as you did if you didn't have that build up with Marion and, and have that heartbreak. And you kind of see that, like, this is a woman who she knows who Saul Goodman is and she knows like what he's capable of. And she has seen all the headlines. She's read all the stories, but also uh, in, in retrospect, she's also been down this road with her own son before mm-hmm. she he's been involved with familiar types before. And she knows like, she's almost like a, uh, a Skylar white, 
in that way where she just doesn't want it to happen and she's not going to let it happen. And um, that feels very fitting thematically that someone like that, akin to a Skylar White, uh, is uh, the reason for his downfall. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that's where the last one ends. I, I like the use of color in the black and white when he sees the computer screen, brilliant. Um, maybe one of the best shots Mm-hmm. in the whole show uh yeah just incredible um and then the tension of the ending is in, impeccable uh so yeah that just leaves you with the finale which we'll get into now um and oh my god uh i i i told joey i think this is one of the best hours of television i've ever seen in my life um it is incredible everything about it um top to bottom I think it's a immaculate piece of art um, in terms of writing, direction, uh, cinematography, uh, the performances, the 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 humor, the heart, the heartbreak. Um, I genuinely cannot imagine how you could have done it any better than this, um, and and that's amazing. A show that you've invested so much time into. When you get to the finale and you can genuinely say to yourself, I don't think they could have done it any better than that. Um, I don't. I don't think they could have topped this. There's not a world, I think, where they made a better finale than this. Um, I'm satisfied. Uh, but uh, I have not heard from Joey yet. Joey's not even told me his full thoughts on the finale. So uh, I got to know, buddy. Did it work for you? Uh, I mean, of course it did. Uh, it's just the, it's, it's kind of like, it's just one of those things where it's, I, I love that it, the show decided to be, cause he gets caught in the first 15 minutes of the episode. He doesn't get you in your head as a viewer. You're like, he's going to be on the run the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets caught right in the first 15 minutes of the episode. Um, and then we get, we just kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, and then too, with the flashbacks where he kind of, the moment with Mike, the moment with, uh, and the moment with Walt, where he asks them what are their regrets, essentially. Um, what a great, as a fan of the show, what a great additional moment to get with each of those characters. Uh, and then, too, it's like, I love that Breaking Bad ends in this kind of very pulpy action kind of surprise. It's incredible. I mean, the finale of Breaking Bad is incredible. Right. Uh, but this show is kind of, I love how decidedly different this show is, where this show, it's a very appropriate finale it's a very mature finale it's in it's a very it's kind of it to me it's like a it, it felt like it was kind of it was the end of a game of cops and robbers it was like well you either die or you get you get thrown into the cellar and it's like a very so for, it, it kind of from that regard i i was really impressed with how the show kind of it, it still managed to be surprising and still managed to be emotional but didn't have to resort to kind of not cheap because nothing in Breaking Bad is cheap because that's what Breaking Bad is. Breaking Bad is that kind of action shoot 'em up with a. I mean, I I think he, Vince Gilligan said he wanted to turn like Mr. Chips into Scarface, and by the end of Breaking Bad, it is Scarface. But this show is not Break. Better Call Saul is not Breaking Bad. Better mm-hmm. Call Saul. Breaking Bad is a guy submerging into that world, and then Better Call Saul is a guy torn between two worlds. Um, and to kind of see the kind of for them to take such a kind of a mature approach to kind of Jimmy, Jimmy confronts himself and he really kind of has to look at everything he's done and he kind of, everything he's been running from 
uh, he has to kind of face. Um, and then two, yeah. also at the beginning of the episode, we get that once he gets arrested, we get that great scene where he gives where we see Marie for the first time and he gives her that speech. And the, the guy goes, do you really think a jury's going to buy that? And then Saul just goes, he goes, I just need one. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, this is I, I thought so, it was kind of badass. I was like, yo, Saul, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, well, like that's see, that's the thing where a lot of people were saying that, like, there's not that many like fireworks in the finale. Mm-hmm. Where it's not like so like yeah, there's not like literal like gunshots and gunfire. But that's the thing is that's not Saul Goodman. Yeah, that's not like, the show. That's uh, like I it mean, also the, deliberately the most, like it, it like makes exciting. Sense. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Well, like it makes sense like why Walt would like end in the gunfire. But like like that's the entire point. Saul is the guy pulling the strings. He's the guy behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, why would it end similarly to Breaking Bad in that retrospect? Like, Walt was the on-the-ground guy. He was the cook. He was the guy who, well, he was the cook, and then he also, you know, the moment that he went on the ground running was the I am Heisenberg scene, you know? Like, it's the scene where he fully reveals himself. He's like, yep, I'm Heisenberg. It's me. This is the face of the operation. Know me. Know my face. Know what I'm about. And then from that point forward, when whether it be with Gus and like, like, I mean, everything else, you know what I mean? Like he was fully the guy on the ground. He took care of business. And that was that Saul, every moment of violence that's ever gotten to him has been against his intentions. You know what I mean? Walt suck. Like uh, he, he's, he really like, looked out for violence you know what i mean like he whether or not he wanted to admit it he wanted violence in his life that was part of the high for him jimmy wanted the everything that came like he wanted violence to happen with a side eye like he didn't want to see the violence he didn't want to be associated with the violence but he wanted to reap the fortunes that the violence brought in Mm -hmm. and that's what makes him such a great character and that's also why he's not like he just gives up when the when they open the dumpster also did you did you catch like the remember the cold open with um them throwing away all his shit mm-hmm. uh, um like they're they're like clearing out his mansion um and that the cold open of that they throw his cardboard cut out of himself into the dumpster oh that's funny yeah it's it's i i really like that little callback in well there's just stuff i mean that's what's so great about the show is i mean even the, the time machine payoff we don't get the time machine payoff until this episode and that was set up earlier this see in the first half of the season you know dude yeah i mean even like the financial times thing uh, mm-hmm. like there's so much like good um i so the thing is uh so let's start at the beginning like the opening scene with mike which is where they 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 have the time machine talk mm-hmm. uh which it's just great to see mike one last time uh uh played by the great jonathan banks he's fantastic as always um, but that that kind of sets up the theme of the episode, which is like regrets and the idea that if you could go back in time, would you do anything differently? And uh, at this point in the episode, Jimmy is still like, uh, no, like I, 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 well, you're like, yeah, he would go back and uh, pull like a Back to the Future Part Two and try to place uh, bets and stuff <laughs> and like uh, invest in companies and make money. But uh, even like um, even Mike kind of sees through his bullshit. Um, this is also a flashback to uh, one of the best episodes of Better Call Saul ever. Yeah, Bagman. Yeah, one of the absolutely. I, I would say I, I don't know if I would say it's the best, but it it's 
top five for sure. It, it's it's one of the standout episodes in my opinion. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, we got that episode. I think Chicanery definitely ranks up there as one of the best ones, uh, just because of that incredible courtroom scene at the end. Right. And uh, I mean, I would say a lot of the episodes in the final season of the show are some of the best of the show too. So. Just like Breaking Bad in that sense, where it's mm-hmm. like uh, the the final season brings a lot of the heavy hitters. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the cold open was really great because uh, I I kind of knew they were gonna go back to that due to the uh, to the promo that they released mm-hmm. where you saw the car upside down again. Um, but it was it was still cool to see uh it uh i don't know it play out in that way and again it, it felt like yeah it's nice to see mike one last time but like it, it did feel like it uh served some dramatic and thematic purpose um like it wasn't just there to have mike be back mm-hmm. it, it, it was there to actually uh it, like it all meant something for where the show ends up going well, too we also get that great scene um where Mike goes to see, uh, Ign- this is earlier in the show, early a couple episodes ago, but we Mike gets a send off when he goes to see Ignacio's dad. Yeah. And his dad is like, this is ever going to stop. And it's like, Mike just kind of has to sit there with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the best. I mean, that scene, like the acting, I don't know the gentleman who plays, uh, uh, Nacho's dad, but oh my God, that scene's heartbreaking. And, uh, especially cause it's, it's juxtaposed to that, uh, the earlier scene where Nacho calls his dad, uh, and his dad like kind of knows, mm-hmm. you know, that something's not right in that phone call, no matter how much Nacho tries to reassure him. And uh, uh, then, you know, the follow up to Mike actually uh, telling him, you know, he's like, he's gone, but there wasn't any pain. He went on his own terms and he just doesn't fucking buy it. And, you know, there's I feel like a lot of the characters in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, like they can be brought into like two slots you're either on like the side of like a heisenberg or a mike or um or you're on the side of like a hank or a skyler or something or like a nacho's father where you you're not part of it but you can see through the people that are and the people that are a part of all this they are consistently lying to themselves about what they do um and they have such a huge ego in that sense um, and almost maybe a third party too for like people like Jesse Pinkman, mm. who are kind of like somewhere in the middle. Like they know it's bad, they're self-aware, but they're kind of uh, almost like PTAs, the master, where they <laughs> they just they're they're kind of caught up in it, and they they know they can do better, but they are unwilling to break free from it. Um, it it's really incredible work what they do. Um, but yeah, no, that that seems incredible what you're talking about. It, it's really good. Um, and also, I, it feels important, or it feels like right that that was kind of a send-off for him, too, because he does, the way they set up that he has a kind of relationship with Nacho in the, in the final season, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of, like, looks after him as almost if, uh, I think he sees all of his son in Nacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is heartbreaking, because uh, I could be wrong, but, like, the 2001 date that he first points out in this scene i wonder is that the day that his son died i think so or um, or the day the the son's daughter was born i couldn't yeah that's the first thing i thought of but i'm like wait was it the scene where the uh both add up i think uh or like they could both theoretically add up because mm-hmm. i forgot i think this this would be 2010 when they're talking uh so the daughter would be nine at that point so i guess that makes sense 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, because like the way I saw it was like if that's the day the the son died, um, he initially says that, and then he says, you know what, no, like 1980, I think about three or something. He said the day he took his first bride because he knows the day he took his first bride is the day that his son truly died. Yeah, that's the day that he sealed his fate. The day he let money mean more to him than anything else, and um. You know, I mean, it just it all works perfectly in that sense where it's like this is what made him and Walter have such a disconnect in terms of values and shit. You know, mm-hmm. like you could really connect like the fact that Saul wanted to run away with the seven million and Mike was like, look, it would be great and all, but it's not our money. Yeah, it's not it's, ours. It's not ours. And I know people that have an issue with that. And I he knows that they would come after his granddaughter. <laughs> that he, they, you know, there would be people that would be hurt due to his actions, but Jimmy is so fucking past that. He, all he can focus on is an extra dollar. Uh, it, very much like Walt in that sense, where enough is never enough, you know, uh, until you're blinded by that. So, it, I mean, really, the the opening's incredible. Like, the fact that we just talked about the opening alone for that yeah. one <laughs> just tells you how good it is. Um, but yeah, it goes uh, to him on the run, uh, which is I was so on the edge of my seat during this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just like the, the music, the tension, the way it was shot, um, uh, the way just like the way they make you feel like you're in his shoes. You know, uh, it, it's it's really beautifully done. Uh, I, I have no notes on that. I think it's just perfectly uh, exciting and tension filled and. Uh, uh, and I, I do think the decision to get him caught early on is actually a wise one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like I I don't know how you could have done a whole episode with him on the run because it just feels unrealistic. Especially because he's older and Nebraska is like such a small place, especially Omaha, where he's mm-hmm. he's at. Um, there's really nowhere to go. Yeah. You know? um, so it feels really um, I don't know. It feels very natural in that way where it's like yeah like what else would you expect he gets caught right away he's not exactly like hiding hiding either uh, he's like in a dumpster and the cops are surrounding him like what does he expect um uh, i also like when he goes to the jail uh he calls Cinnabon. Mm-hmm. uh because <laughs> and that does feel like fitting though because like for the i mean literally since the beginning you you've seen him working at Cinnabon, and like, yeah, while this is, like, a prison for him, like, that is his sentence, is living a normal life. Um, There is kind of a comfort, and, like, he does find value in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, upkeeping it. Um, <laughs> almost like an empire. Uh, I, I think that's uh, kind of beautiful. And to see him, like, care about it one last time. Because he could have easily just gotten and arrested, but he, he makes the effort to call Cinnabon and say, like, you're going to need a new manager. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. I don't, it just felt very in character for me. I like that a lot. Um, uh, but the calling it a Bill Oakley is when I kind of knew shit was about to go down. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I love that because he kind of knew that this is a guy he could, like, he's competent enough to where he could, like, work with him. But he also knows he's not, like, experienced enough to he could totally talk through him, mm-hmm. which I love. Like he's kind of his foot in the door. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I love that inclusion. Uh, and then in that entire phone call scene where you can, you kind of see the old Saul come back. 
or he's on the phone and he's like, he's like, Hey, you're, he's like, who are you kidding, dude? You're going to take this deal. You're going to take the case. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you take the case? Um, yeah, he kind of gets back into his, uh, into the swing of things. Yeah. I, and I, cause I was wondering if they were going to do that or not, or if they're going to bring back the old, the old Saul, or if it was just going to be kind of a hopeless episode, which either I would, I would have been cool with, but it was kind of nice to see him, uh, go, uh, kind of sicko mode with it one last time yeah um, i mean i i referenced that scene where he's like just one and then the music kicks in and you're like oh shit saw's like uh well, saw's really grabbing life by the balls right now well i i will say like i so there's that's yeah again that's the, the one you're talking about the scene with marie which always good to see uh marie because uh, i forgot the actress's name but uh, betsy brant i think betsy brant yeah she is so good in the show uh so so good so good in breaking bad in general but uh, oh my God, it, it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. to see her uh, in this. Um, she she was really fantastic in this segment. Um, but like, I mean, her entire like, like little testimonial about uh, Hank and uh, Gomez, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it, it was so beautiful the way she did it. And then uh, the whammy of like, you hear everything she says and how sincere it is, and how like how painful it is to her core that she has to like bring up all these old wounds just to uh, get this guy behind bars. And then Saul knowingly calls her in knowingly has her spill from her heart Mm -hmm. just to use it against her. And not just her, but the entire court system too. Yeah. It's just to lie to her right to her face, right to her face. Um, And yeah, like that scene you're talking about, like the, (laughs) do you really think the jury's going to buy that? I just need one. And then, and, and the look on the prosecutor's face. Oh my God. Like he just like looked and then he's like, he's like, so you've never lost a case before, huh? Yeah. It's a good record. It's a good re- oh my <laughs> God. Like, dude, give him the fucking Emmy right this second. Like it is so good. And the, and that's the great moment of the episode where you're re- like internally, you're like, wait, does he have a chance? Like, does he actually have a fucking chance? He argues down from life plus 106 to seven years. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's so, I mean, like I said earlier, like people complaining about like how there's not as much like going on in this episode as there is like to the Breaking Bad finale. But dude, this is the excitement. Like that negotiation scene is the most like, dude, that's like my fucking Avengers Endgame moment. Like that's my yeah. fucking like. Like, that's fucking awesome, dude. I'm sorry. Like, it's so cool to see him go full saw mode again. Mm-hmm. And to see him, like, and that's a great scene, too, because it's almost like, what, 10 minutes straight of just, like, uncut, like, dialogue back and forth. Yeah. And they're, and then they start off with the notion that, like, we're not going to negotiate with you. You're you're going to be happy with, like, uh, what is it? Like, I forgot what the initial term was. Uh, uh, 35 years. 35 years, yeah. Uh, like, you're going to be happy with that. And that's us being generous. That's a take it and leave it. No, no other offers like that. And if you even like fight back, we're, we're beyond that. You're going back to your life plus and some change, you know? And then to see him go from 35 years all the way down to seven. And he's in like, uh, what, what was it? North Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he wanted to go to, and he was going to try to get blue bell ice cream every Friday. <laughs> I mean, it is simply incredible the way that scene played out. The writing, the 
the acting from Bob Odenkirk, um, the atmosphere in the room. I, dude, this scene, I fucking loved it. I was like screaming Ooh. at my TV. Everything, every fucking thing Jimmy said, I lost my shit. Uh, it, it was so good. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, and then also too, it's that then he finds out that Kim has kind of spilled her guts about well, the yeah. Howard situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a great moment to uh, end up on, uh, at least for that particular scene where he he thinks he can have one because that's just classic Jimmy, you know. Like he just he wants one more thing. He wants one more because, like, I mean, anyone in their right minds would just settle with a seven-year deal. Let alone seven years in North Carolina, you know, because like yeah. seven years in the grand scheme of things, especially the shit that this guy did, that's yeah. nothing. That's fucking nothing. That's a generous, extremely generous. Well, the judge says later on, this is the most generous sentencing I've ever seen. You just like in 22 years of being on the court. This is the most generous thing I've ever seen. And it's true. Like he is like, I, I, I can't think of an equivalent to that where it's like he is truly responsible for so much death and destruction, while he may have not inadvertently pulled the trigger, he is the reason why people pulled the trigger. You know? Like, he is the guy behind the scenes. He is really the last man standing, just like Tim Allen, of all these people. (laughs) Um, uh, And to even... The idea that he bullshitted his way to seven years is insane. And the great thing is about where he ends up and the fact that he does, uh, spoiler alert, go down that downfall anyways, you still get the satisfaction, which is what I think he wanted, really, is that, like, yeah, he he knows what he's going to do in court that day after he finds out about Kim. Mm-hmm. But he still wants the satisfaction. He just wanted to know he could do it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, he just wanted to know that he could have and I think he wanted to prove that to himself one last time, especially after being in Nebraska for 10 mm-hmm. years. Because you see every time, you know, you know, it opens with him in Cinnabon or in his condo or uh, I think that's what, you know, that's what got him. So um, I forgot the guy he gets associated with in uh, Nebraska's name. But um, those guys, the, uh, the con guys, uh, you know, even just getting associated with them, you know, he, I think that's where he really wanted to just prove to himself that he still had it. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I think Walter and Breaking Bad really was a predicament where he wanted to see that if he could do it, uh, Better Call Saul and everything in the, in the present day or moving forward is uh, uh, Walt was saying, can I do it in general? Saul was like, can I still do it? Can do I still have what I used to have? And uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny to see them like go in different directions in that way. But um, it's really awesome to see it too. It's really great. Uh, but yeah, so like you said, like he, he gets the bombshell that Kim has spilled, uh, which is what you see the last episode. Uh, he, she reveals all about Howard and all that stuff. And um, there's that uh, great scene where Kim finds out about um, uh, all that. And uh, mm-hmm. she, yeah, it's just really good. But um, but first you get the Walt flashback scene too, um, because I I texted Joey last night that uh my uh, AMC Plus it crashed on me, uh right after like I'm not kidding like you get he finds out that Kim spilled the beans about Howard, 
and uh, he sits with it for like two seconds, and then AMC Plus crashed on me. <laughs> so I texted Joey about it, and I'm like, fuck, fuck AMC Plus. And then as soon as I get it back booted up, I see fucking Walter's face. And, I, and all caps text him, Walt! Um, <laughs> uh, see, I knew that this was going to come because they they did spill the beans about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spilled that uh, there would be one Walt and Jesse scene, one Jesse scene, and one Walt scene. Uh, so I was like, okay, there has to be one Walt scene in the finale for that sentence to make sense. And uh, sure enough, they bring it in. And um, I thought it was fantastic the way they did this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it could have easily been something uh, dumb or uh, it could have been not important to the story, but I think they, this entire sequence, it was great. It feels, it's, it was so in character, so important to the themes and to the, to the, to the message of the episode. And I loved it. I mean, how about you? I thought it was great. Yeah. It's, 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 I was saying earlier, it, it's kind of that service where it's, we get to see them again. Um, we get a last moment with them, but it's also important to the plot. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, just to see Walt kind of in full force again, uh, and, and in that, I would love to see just, I'd love to see two hours of just them in that room together. You know, I think that'd be fine. A one, like yeah. a one act play or something, just them in there. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. we get like those, uh, like you, those euphoria COVID episodes, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Bad. yeah I would love it was, that. It was really great to see them again. Um, and too, it's just like, it's, you do it, it the good, that, that, that scene too is where kind of the, just the sadness of the, the reality of the show really starts to set in where you're like, oh, everything's over. Everything's burned down. These are just, and these are just people. I mean, the, Saul is just trying to like wiggle his way out. He's the last, I mean, he's the one, he's the one left holding the buck, you know, everybody else is gone and kind of the, that was something that kind of really struck me was how sad the episode really is. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's super well done and it's super thoughtful uh, and it's i think it's a great ending to the show but it's just such a downer ending it's so it's so it's a it's very it's it's like painfully fitting i think bob odenkirk said um that the, the, the he was doing one of those like talking saul things mm. and uh chris hardwick was like um well, well, well in three words described the finale and he said hard-earned truth uh mm. and it's like ah that just really kind of stings and it's like yeah this is just kind of the uh, we kind of get it's that thing too where i mean even with breaking bad you want walt to get away uh yeah. ultimately even though he's done horrible horrible things uh, you want him to get away and that's the same thing with saul where it's like you know you're watching this episode you're watching it kind of unfold and you're like oh, i still want him out i still want it you know i still want this to end with him you know breaking out of prison or something or getting some scheme some scam to just wiggle his way out but ultimately you know it's like it's it's you know there's only two ways out of the story yeah yeah i mean i think uh well that's the great thing about the whole episode is that it really just builds up to that and mm-hmm. it really like i i like it's also precise i know that's kind of like what vince gilgan is known for is like having this really precise style where everything feels very inevitable and that's what makes like earlier when you said uh you know when you rewatch breaking bad it, a plays better each time and b feels like more of a tragedy each time and that's because everything is so meticulous in the way it's crafted that, you know, in the moment you're just kind of riding the high of it all, but it, upon it's kind of made for perfect rewatches. It's kind of made for you to reflect on it, uh, either reflect on it or rewatch it and uh, 
see it from a different light or just see how sad it all really is in retrospect. Um, Because in the moment, you're just kind of caught up in the heat of these people's actions. But uh, in the rewatch or in reflection or even just like after a week's episode, even the in between two episode uh, reflections, you just kind of reflect on like, yeah, there was violence and they did really shitty things. But how does that make me feel as a viewer? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of amazing how he pulls that off. I mean, there's just so much in this episode that's like perfect in that sense where it's like and, and the thing is, um, like when it comes to uh, the, the, the waltz scene that I brought up, um, it does that great thing where it shows both of their regrets. Like it's, you know, you can see in that moment that Walt kind of regrets what he how he treated Jesse and how he let, you know, the Nazis like take Jesse mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that kind of kind of strikes at least to core and Saul, where even though he doesn't want to admit it out loud, that's one of the first times he's thought about Kim in a while, or maybe not in a while, but he's really thought about his regrets with Kim. And um, also the the whole idea that Walt would get pissed off at Saul for uh, not knowing what time travel really is is funny. Uh, <laughs> very in character, very funny. I like that a lot. Um, but like up to that like plane scene, I was straight up convinced that he was going to fuck over Kim. Like I genuinely thought he was gonna do it. Um, uh, no, I, mean, I know. I was like, he's got some scheme planned or something. He's got a trick up his sleeve. Well, I thought he was gonna. I don't know what he thought. Like I don't know what I thought, but I was just like, I was just hoping. I was like, almost like talking to myself at the in the moment of it, where I was like, I you better not. Like you better not fucking do it, dude. Because like, even the uh, even what's his name, Bill Oakley was like, um, he's like, why? He's like like what more do you want from this mm-hmm. um i mean i kind of knew deep down that he loves kim so much that he wouldn't go through with it but like i couldn't tell in the moment if he actually thought that he wanted it or if he had something up his sleeves but um yeah no like you said though like uh luckily he didn't he he did have something up his sleeves and uh it goes to the amazing courtroom scene mm-hmm. which is incredible yeah which is kind of the ending of the show really yeah, the the courtroom scene is just it's it's incredible in the way that I mean genuinely aside from like his small moments with Kim, this is the first time you've seen Jimmy McGill mm-hmm. ever, like since the beginning. Um he completely like even aside from the fact that he tells the judge like my name's Jimmy McGill. Uh like the way oh, he yeah, com- that hits really hard too. Oh, it's so good. Um it the way he opens up about everything he and he like he he doesn't lie once well other than the, chuck you know the only thing he lies about is uh well i mean it it all depends how you look at it but in the grand scheme of things kim didn't kill howard he she didn't directly directly impact that death and mm-hmm. the only thing he lies about was saying that she had no involvement whatsoever but otherwise everything he said was the truth and I can't think of the last time Jimmy McGill ever told the truth, even from the pilot. Mm-hmm. He's never done it before. And it's just beautiful. The, like the entire sequence, Bob Odecook's performance, the writing, uh, the black and white really elevates the scene uh, emotionally, I think, because it's, it's a very bittersweet scene because you, you, you're seeing this guy that you love finally take accountability for his actions after all these years. But there is a sadness to it too uh so i think the black and white like it i don't know if it's ever worked as good as it did in that moment Mm -hmm. 
uh it, it's just insane it's so good and also like it, it is funny too seeing like bill oakley is like saying like um i would like to remove myself from this trial, from this trial. and yeah. the court the judge is like no no yeah absolutely <laughs> and the, the prosecutor is like no i think we should keep hearing we should let him talk he should have the floor <laughs> uh <laughs> so it's it's really good uh but um yeah the the whole court scene is great and i mean and even the way he like he keeps like looking back at Kim, like almost for like reassurance that he's doing the right thing, mm-hmm. which like that's what the whole show is about. It's his validation from Kim, you know, like yeah. Well, Kim's the only one that gives him a shot, you know. Well, yeah, Kim's the only one that gives him a shot, and she's also, I feel like during the events of like the Better Call Saul timeline before he goes to Saul, like fully Saul Goodman, and Breaking Bad, um, she's the one holding the leash. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's the one that's completely holding him back from going full tilt on the downward spiral of, like, getting fully involved with, like, this the cartel and, like, this way of life. But when she leaves, that's why he completely fumbles into that mindset. Uh, that grind set, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, she when she leaves, his morality leaves with her. You know? And I guess that's what's so nice about the scene is to see that it's not fully gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he still has love for her. Well, because I think that's too, that's the thing about Jimmy's character is he's not Gus. He's not Mike. He's not Walt. He's, it's an act. Uh, it's it's yeah. an act based on an insecurity and it's an act based on, it's, it's founded on lies essentially. And it's, it's found, I mean, and I, that's too, I love that it was able to kind of, go back to his relationship with chuck because that's really the show is mm-hmm. it's these two guys these two brothers um it's it's a you know kind of yeah. a shakespearean relationship almost where it's the one yeah. thinks the world of the other and the other hates the other because he secretly thinks the world of him as well so it's like this two it's so sad kind of, yeah it's it's rooted in and that's what i mean where it's this kind of the real sadness of the show is uncovered and then we get that scene with the two of them well, like in the way it's like foreshadowed. I mean, or like it, before it cuts to that, like the exit sign and the yeah, corner. too that that it cuts and you just hear his buzzing. He's still yeah. Chuck's always been in him, you know. Yeah. Oh, in the way. Oh my God, that scene in the court too. I, before that goes to the flashback when he's like he brings up Chuck, mm-hmm. and then um, I, Bill Oakley's like, uh, "That's not a crime." And then uh, Jimmy says, "Yes, it is." Mm-hmm. Like fuck, dude. Oh my God. I. Yeah, oh my, it broke my heart. That entire scene with Chuck, um, it, it was, it, it really broke me. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that, I mean, you summed it up perfectly. Like, the way, because like that, that's what that scene encapsulates, right? It's like, they're, they're in that loop, you know? They have this love, they have the love for one another, and they can never really admit it without butting heads. Mm-hmm. And they both just, like, want what's best for each other but they also want the other to recognize each other uh in different ways that's the crazy thing is that they just can't they just don't see eye to eye but they have this immense brotherly love Mm -hmm. even though like low-key fuck chuck but other than that well he did he did but like he does love him like deep down he just also has this i i think it's because you know so often than not uh, Chuck had what Jimmy wanted, but Jimmy saw that saw it as like Chuck was wasting what he had. Uh, I mean, just go back and watch the other seasons. Like, there's so much great meat there. Uh, 
Uh, I know yesterday Joey told me that like that was the best part of the show aside from like all the shit this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree. Like I think the the core, and I'm really glad they brought Chuck back into the final episode because that is kind of the heart of the show at the end of the day. Was because that's really where it started. Aside from him and Kim, uh, a lot of the earlier stuff in the show was very Chuck heavy, you know. Um, so to bring him back and also to, you know, like you said, tie it in with the time travel uh, or the time machine, boom, mm-hmm. uh, it felt very appropriate to me. Uh, and I mean, the whole scene was beautiful. And uh, I don't know, I it, it broke my heart. It really did. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole episode, the whole I mean, this it's just yeah, it does break your heart. It was a very sad uh, night. I'm still pretty sad about it too. I, I, this is the, we're recording this earlier in the day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I have a whole day ahead of me now. <laughs> well, um, so yeah. So let's see. Uh, the next, I mean, there's only a little bit left, but like, there's the bus scene, uh, where they, I apparently there was controversy about this. Our friend Zach Perry said that people online were not digging the scene. I haven't uh, seen any of that. I haven't either. So I think he's just a fucking Reddit boy. Uh, but uh, which like, uh, who cares? But like uh, the bus scene was great. I thought because that just, I mean, how did you interpret the bus scene? The bus scene, it was like uh, they, um, with a bus scene, it, I think it was, yeah, it was that kind of like, he can't, this is the he's he built this house of cards for himself, you know. Yeah. It's like and uh, also too, I think it is a bit of a nice uh, gesture because it's also like, I mean, we find out later that he's been sentenced to what is it, sixty eight years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sixty eight years. But wasn't there like an additional thing on top of it? No, I thought I don't. I think it was a uh, he. It was he. He got. He's he's gonna be in there for the rest of his life, basically. I don't think. Yeah, because because what he's already like fifty mm-hmm. something, maybe even pushing sixty at that point. Yeah. So there's no. I mean, he makes that joke at the end, like he's like, yeah, both good behavior, you know. Mm-hmm. So just kind of acknowledging that he knows that he's he's done for at that point. And um, but yeah, no, the, yeah, that prison scene was great because it just it kind of like it shows the two sides to his all the shit that just went down. Like he, he is making amends and he is doing what is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that can only go so far. Like at the end of the day, the damage is done. Well, also I think too, it's like, uh, it's, that's what I mean where I think he could, they could do a kind of El Camino with the Saul character because I mean, he's in jail, he's alive and he's in jail and everybody, they have a, a brief sequence where he's working at the, in the kitchen, ironically, that he's kind of just doing the same thing that he was doing. Yeah. The, the the, yeah, I was going to say the, the camera work on the way it focuses on the dough is very mm-hmm. reminiscent to the Cinnabon stuff. But it's, that's what I mean where it's like he, everybody there, I, I, it is nice that he's not going to be, it's not like he's going to get like beat up or anything. In, he's not going to be getting like killed yeah. in prison because everybody likes him in prison. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the, the one guy fist bumps him, he's like, yo, I got you, Saul. Like, mm-hmm. it, you could almost like, I, I'd be curious to see him kind of become like a kingpin. But like, mm-hmm. but the thing is like, I don't, at the end of the day, want it because this the the ending is so perfect that I don't like like I can like rest comfortably at night knowing that like he will always be fine because he's such a smooth talker and he will be able to like completely manipulate the prison system to be comfortable for his entire life and I think in many ways he wants that 
Mm-hmm. He he completely thrives off criminals. Like he works with criminals. He knows how to communicate with them. Uh-huh. He 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 also humanizes them. You know what well, I mean? Like, uh, I I was gonna say too. It's like well, that's why that's why I think they could too a uh, like an El Camino type movie. Just have like a check in with him years later, uh, right. scheming again or so. I don't know if he's. I mean, but yeah, he could like end up running the prison underground or something like that. Uh, but too also, it reminded me of uh, this is gonna be a weird comparison, but like uh, Uncut Gems, the ending of that film. Yeah. It's very much like a. This is the only way that this story can end, uh, and if it doesn't end this way, it's just going to keep going on, and right. that's kind of what it's like with Saul too, where it's like if he gets, I mean, if unless he's the movie, this is the only way that the show can end. He has to either die or be in prison, because if because obviously because we see he gets away, he gets he has an ending in Breaking Bad. He gets away, yeah, um, like a, he's a he's a, he's a fart in the wind, uh, as Venom would say, but. Um, we see him, and he's not happy. And he just starts his he starts his schemes back up again, and yeah. it's like okay, that he ha- that he's a he's a wild dog. He has to be tamed, you know. Yeah, he's like no, a monkey. It, what is he? What is Chuck? He's a monkey with a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the I, like you definitely could do like an Al Camino type beat with that, and I'm sure it'd be great. And I'm sure if Vince Gilligan wanted to do it, it would have served thematic purpose. But and I guess this just goes to our like final section here uh, with the final moments between him and Kim. I just don't want it anymore because I don't know how you would top this. Um, because what they do with between Kim and Saul, but I'll or I'm gonna call him Jimmy because that's what it wants to be called. Him and Je- or her and Jimmy and like their relationship and where it ends. Like that. I mean, oh my God, that shot with them smoking the cigarette. Mm-hmm. in the interrogation room and the only bit of color was the little flame on it one of the most beautiful shots i've ever seen in my life it it's so gorgeous so sad too like mm-hmm. oh my and god and also too that's the first it's the that's that happens in the first episode that that, that mirror imagery yeah and yeah i mean that there's so many great uh moments of that on the show where it calls back or harkens back to a similar shot of the show. Um, it, ending with the the finger guns is very mm-hmm. appropriate. Uh, also super sad. Uh, the way that he like does them at her and she doesn't do them back. All she does is can look at him. Like the again, give her the fucking Emmy right now, dude. Rhea give them both the Emmy. Give them both the Emmy. Yeah, give them both. I, I truly cannot fathom who else would win the Emmy right now. But, like, they are both incredible. In I mean, show. those succession folks might come in, you know? But I would say they are going to have so many opportunities in the future. Yeah, right? this is a bit of a, of, of a, you know, let's pour one out, you know? Yeah, I mean, because he's been playing this character for 13 years, dude. Like, come on. Like, 13 years of his life he's been on this show. Like, just give it to him, you know? And, like, Kim, I mean, she has really Horn's has she been nominated before? I don't think so. This is her first nomination. Right. Oh, right, right. Because she did get the nominations are out. My bad. Uh, I forgot about that. But, but I mean, prior to this, yeah, like she's never been acknowledged, which is insane because she's always been this good. It's not like she just suddenly got good in the show. No, she's always been amazing in the show. They just, they don't, they just never recognized her for some reason. Give it to her now, or you're never gonna get the chance to because she's incredible in the show, dude. She's so good. Um, and the the way she looks at him in that final scene, it the way like that look that she gives him encompasses love and sadness 
and regret, but also kind of contempt and, but also a little bit of just like, okay, it's over. Like this part of my life is over. Like it finally feels like at that moment, she's ready to put all that behind her. And Saul or Jimmy has like that, you know, comfort that like, I have my space here, but I know that she's safe there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's it's so beautiful. I, I keep saying that word, but it really is beautiful the way they do it. I can't think of a better ending. Like, there's nothing I wanted to happen that didn't happen. Uh, I don't feel like any of the characters ended up in a place that I wasn't okay with. I loved it. Like, I would not change a single thing about this finale. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, there's really no other way it could end. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, that's what I mean, where it's a very appropriate, very fitting, very mature ending to the show. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I cannot think of any way you could do it differently, and I don't think of any way you could do it better. Um, so I, 10 out of 10, uh, for the whole show, for this episode, for the final season, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, I honestly, it might be in like my top five or 10 TV shows of all time at this point. Um, I, would kinda, I don't know. I feel like I have to lump them together. I, don't, I feel like I can't really pick between the two. I, um, I would still give the edge to Breaking Bad because I think... Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, it's always been great, but I will say I think the last three, maybe four seasons are better than the first two. Now, that being said, the first two seasons are fantastic. Yeah. But the I would say they're fantastic with a little bit of um, where are we going mm-hmm. kind of a feel to it. Yeah. Breaking Bad just feels so precise from the moment it starts. Like, there's never a moment where it feels like it has uh any question of where it's going it's just it's just one of the most precise pieces of art i've ever seen in my life i will say though this is a bit of a maybe i pick a hair splitting hairs here but i think the breaking bad is exponentially better and then i think better call saul uh kind of peaks in the end of the third beginning of the fourth season uh-huh. Uh, and then the later parts of season four and five have a bit trouble catching up. But then I, I obviously, it, it, obviously it kind of, it re-peaks with the finale. Um, but I'd say there is a little bit of a dip there, um, in between, uh, Chuck's death and, uh, the final season of the show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the last two or three seasons of the show compete with better or with, uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I still think Breaking Bad overall as a full package gives me more. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I think where I think this is a better finale than uh, the Breaking Bad finale. You th- I disagree. <laughs> I I well, did you have any issues with the finale? No, I just think that I mean the the Breaking Bad finale. I mean also I mean also this is I just watched it last night and I've lived with the Breaking Bad finale for like years now at this point. So right. I gotta give I have the edge to. I know every I know everything like the the last episode of Breaking Bad is like the last three episodes of Breaking Bad are like the Bible to me. So right. 
I'll have to see how this one ages in time. But right now, I think I would still give the edge to Breaking Bad. But um, I think, I mean, I love both. I don't want to get anything twisted here. I don't want to seem like I'm hating on Breaking Bad. I that's my favorite show of all time. I'm not hating on it. But I, I think, think it's crazy that you're hating on it. <laughs> but I think um. I don't know. There's just something about the the finale here that I really it really spoke to me in the way that it just feels so. I don't know. It feels inevitable, but it also feels emotional and mature and beautiful in a really powerful, cinematic kind of way. Like I I was just really moved by it. I I like I was so because I think this kind of sums it up. Uh, Joey texted me last night like at 8.58 he said I'm so excited and like 8.59 I replied I'm nervous <laughs> uh, and I, I was super nervous because you know how do you end a show that you've spent so much time with and um, by the time he got to, like to the uh, to the by, I'd say by the court scene or not the court scene like the interrogation scene or the negotiation scene where he's like negotiating with them I was pretty content because I'm like oh okay so this is going to end it just feels very assured by that point because I was still nervous that it would just end with like him dead in a ditch somewhere with no closure. Mm-hmm. And that would be like, but I, at, at the end of the day, I had to kind of realize that like, well, it's Vince Gilligan. Has he ever let us down? And yeah, he no, never has. he never has. And he never will. It's like Batman in the dark Knight. He's like, <laughs> or, I never said, thank you. And you'll never have to like, he, like you never have to like doubt Ben Skelligan because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, did you see that he's doing a new um, show and it's being uh, shopped around by ten networks? Oh wow! Like every single major network wants it. Damn, well, it's being compared to uh, what is it? The Twilight Zone? Well, he's they said there's elements of sci-fi, but it's not like the Twilight Zone. He. He, it's kind of weird that he said it's. He's like, I know what you're thinking. It's not like the Twilight Zone though. Uh, but I, I, I've heard that it has like supernatural or like uh, science fiction elements, and it's very, uh, uh, what do you call it, spiritual and uh, humanistic and reflective in that sense. But dude, I've got a big bombshell for you. What? Uh, Vince Gilg Vincent is his middle name. What's his first name? George. I don't like this guy anymore. Uh, yeah, no, I no. take back everything I've said about all these shows. <laughs> um, I mean, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I love this show, and I'm, I am i think I am genuinely heartbroken. I, it, it feels like I had a breakup last night. It's a very sad... It's, it's sad. I'm super sad that the show is over. Um, and I just, you know, I hope... I, hope I, I mean, I guess this new Vince Kilgan show, I'm really excited to see. Because uh, I hope that this group, is, I, like I said, there's nobody making TV better than these guys. Um, I will say Succession is kind of the, they're kind of the new kids on the block. Because uh, I do love that show so much. Because um, uh, it's like, I, I don't know, I let, like Barry and Atlanta are really awesome and exciting um, and like creative and new. Uh, and they're very much new voices, but like with these, with the with the with the the, the Gilligan verse, and uh, I I throw Succession in there too. Uh, these guys are kind of like the they're the these are the these are the big these are the guys doing. And there's nobody doing it better than these guys. Um, and I hope that they that the the, the this group because all, all like legitimately, um, 
I think that they're doing it how you're supposed to do it. Um, they just the way that these are shot, the way that they're this is the way that these are shot and edited and and acted and uh, written. It's just there's they, they, this is how you should make something uh, like this. And the way they're able to mend, meld genres together. Um, and two, it's like we're talking about a show about a con man lawyer um, coming of age into a monster uh, in Breaking Bad. And uh, you and I are here talking about how he has how much love is present in the finale of the show. He's able to do so much with these universes. Um, and I just hope that they continue to work together. Um, and I hope that we're able to get, I mean, like I said, there's a big void. Somebody tweeted, it's like, there's a void now uh, that has to be filled. Um, so, and also too, it's like my favorite TV show's ending. And then my other, Atlanta's ending in a couple months. Atlanta starts up next month, I think. So yeah it does it's uh it's the end of that road and then successions only probably got one or two more seasons left and then barry's probably only got one or two more seasons left so it's like this kind of class of of really good tv is kind of coming to an end so what are you gonna what are you gonna do if they announce the next season's the last season succession of succession i'll be super excited to see where it goes but i'll definitely be heartbroken because i love succession (laughs) i think there's two more seasons I think there's two more, and I think there's prob there. I I think there's probably two more of Barry because they have they're filming it and they haven't announced that it's the last one yet. I think I agree with that. Um, Which is crazy because it's like, what the fuck else is there left to do in Barry? I think this next season of Barry is the atonement season, like the true atonement season, and then the season after that will be the like the finale season, like the typical mm-hmm. finale season. And then by typical, I mean I don't mean that genuinely like I, I there's so much that show's so different in its craft mm-hmm. and everything that uh, it can't be a traditional but you know what i mean yeah. uh yeah but succession i it's i'm actually heartbroken it's not coming out this year because i don't know what i'm doing with myself uh, i'm just yeah, glad we, it, we got they're this. filming it right now so i know and i we got that one set photo or the set video of matthew mcfaden uh answering the phone call uh, which was funny but uh, and we got the Willa and uh, Connor wedding put photos. Right, right. Um, I'm excited. I, I'm very excited for that. We'll definitely be back whenever that premieres. To talk about that, but um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's an. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a Kim here. I'm gonna pull the plug so we don't <laughs> go any further. Uh, Joey, where can everyone find you online, buddy? Find me crying uh, <laughs> at Joseph underscore Samley on most platforms. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler letterboxd Adam not Sandler. Um, you can find us online on Twitter, Instagram, aggressively. Okay. Um, uh, go to our website, aggressively. Okay.com. Uh, I'm making Joe go see beast tonight. So you can <laughs> look forward to his review on that. Uh, and we'll be back in the coming uh, week or so. Uh, I know we want to talk about the rehearsal at some point because it's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, so we'll, we'll be up, we'll be back with that sooner than later. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. So until next time, gamers, keep on, uh, making amends, uh, uh, keep on doing the right thing. Uh, keep on confessing in court your crimes. (laughs) Bye guys. (laughs) 